0: Hello and welcome to the AI Casting Core Podcast. This is a podcast where we take classic films and ponder who would be casting them if they were to be remade now, or we will take more recent films and discuss who could have played the roles if the film had been made in decades gone by. To get these casting suggestions, we will put it to our AI overlords. I'm your host, Scott, and I'll be joined by my fellow film enthusiast, Rich. Today, we're going to talk about Christopher Nolan's 2006 Mid Batman classic, The Prestige. I'll also just apologise for the fact that my audio in this episode sounds like it was recorded with a potato. It turns out my computer decided to use a different mic as the default, which we didn't realise until after we'd recorded this episode. But I hope you enjoy it nonetheless. So today we're going to talk about the Prestige, which seems fitting given Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer is currently exploding all over cinemas at the moment.
1: Yeah, the um, Prestige is my favourite Chris Nolan film as well.
0: Yeah, it's one. It's up there for mine. I would say. Yeah. If you ignore the Dark Knight.
1: Yeah, with outside the Dark Knight trilogy.
0: It's Inception for me, but yeah, Prestige is is um, a very close second. Now, I'm going to do something a little different on this one. Okay. Now, The Prestige came out in 2006, which is nearly 20 years ago, if you want to feel old.
1: Blimey, yeah.
0: (laughs) Now, 2000s, sort of the early to mid-2000s, is a bit of an odd one for this podcast because you can go either way. Do we cast it as if it was filmed in like the 80s or 90s, or do we cast it? as if it's being remade now. So I haven't actually decided which way we're going yet, and I'm going to let you decide which way we go.
1: I think we should go backwards to the 80s. Okay. Um, Only because, like, all of the actors that are in The Prestige are, you know, still at the top of their game now. You know, Hugh Jackman, Kristen Bale, Scarlett Johansson, they're, they're all still, you know, right at the top of their game, so...
0: Except Bowie. Well,
1: yeah. <laughs> but he's a minor character. He's like he's, he's just a, a cameo, isn't he, really? That's nice. You know, you've got Andy Serkis in there, Rebecca Hall, and she's got, like, a brilliant career now. And Yeah, so I think we should go backwards.
0: Okay, so we'll go backwards. Yeah. So I'm going to ask ChatGPT for... Uh, so is that 80s?
1: Yeah, 80s would be good.
0: Okay. So I've asked ChatGPT for our suggestions for recasting The Prestige, and there are some... There, there are some interesting choices here. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what you think of them. Okay. We'll start off with Robert Angier. In the original film, that was Hugh Jackman's character. He was one of the magicians, the, the, yeah. the core magicians. And he was more the, he, he was a showman. He, you know, he liked the spectacle. He liked to be in front of a crowd.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, his showmanship was, was fantastic in the film.
0: He's also, I would say, probably the closest the film gets to an antagonist.
1: Yeah.
0: Because it's his revenge... Is Revenge, even the right word? Uh, his anger fuels angst. Yeah. That kind of drives some of the rivalry between yeah, the two magicians. So I'd say he's probably the closest to an antagonist in the film. Obviously, Hugh Jackman is a, a brilliant actor who... I mean, he just does everything, doesn't he?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good all-rounder singer, dancer.
0: From comic books to musicals to, you know, yeah. the lot. Yeah, he
1: does, he does everything.
0: He even does crap films like The Sun.
1: <laughs> yeah, I still haven't seen it.
0: <laughs> Don't. <laughs> so the two choices that ChatGPT has given us for Robert Angier are Michael Keaton or Harrison Ford.
1: Hmm, I like the idea of Michael Keaton.
0: I do. And this would have been, you know, assuming we do this, I mean, assuming you do this any point in the 80s that's not 89, this would obviously be pre-Batman. If you did it in 86, it would be pre-Beetlejuice, so he would still be
1: a relatively unknown actor. Yeah, I really like that idea. Uh, I'm not too sure about Harrison Ford. I think he would be too well-known. Well, I mean,
0: it it would be peak Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah, Middle of the 80s, peak Harrison Ford. And I don't know that... The well-known side of things really matters. I mean, look at when the first, when the original film was done in 2006, Hugh Jackman wasn't unknown. I mean, he was Wolverine.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, he was, yeah. I just don't see Harrison Ford playing a magician, especially one like set in Victorian London. I think Michael Keaton would be a much better role for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I saw these names and I was just like, yeah, Michael Keaton yeah, for me.
1: Yeah, Michael Keaton, I, I think, definitely.
0: The sort of description that we get given from AI is known for his intense performances, Keaton brings a mix of charisma and obsession to the role of Robert Angier, which is fair. His portrayal showcases a desperate need to outdo his rival, even if it means sacrificing everything he holds dear. I can imagine Keaton doing that. Yeah,
1: I can see him doing that very, very well. Yeah.
0: Whereas for Ford, you know, Harrison Ford brings his rugged charm and intensity, providing an ultimate take on the driven magician. And I think the key word there is probably rugged. And I think for Angier, he's a showman. Yeah. He's not a rugged character. He is a showman.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: I think if you were to talk about Borden as rugged, you'd be like, yeah,
1: mm. I, could,
0: I could accept that. Yeah, maybe. But not. But not Angie. No. Anyway, we've got two very different choices for yeah. Alfred Borden.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, we'll we'll stick we'll stick with Michael Keaton. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea.
0: So moving on to Alfred Borden, played by Christian Bale in his Cockney best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: This was his second collaboration with Nolan. He's only done four films with him anyway, and three of them were Batman. Yes. But I think I mean. It's such a—it's a weird situation because I think all of these actors in the original were perfect for the roles.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, they—they are absolutely bang on for the roles.
0: And it's yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, that's the whole point of this podcast is to shake things up a little and
1: yeah, you know, yeah.
0: take what was an excellent cast and maybe make it a little worse. But <laughs> sometimes we make it better.
1: Sometimes we make it better. <laughs>
0: For Alfred Boredom, we've been given two choices. One, I think, is way out there. And the other, I think, is way out there on the other end. So we have Christopher Walken. Right. or Yeah, or Al Pacino.
1: I think neither of those. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, I would like to see Christopher Walken play Tesla later on in the film. I think think that would be a good choice. But I don't think either of those are right for Alfred Borden. Because don't forget, without giving away spoilers, you've got to play two sides of the character, two slightly different personalities.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've asked for a couple of additional suggestions, and I don't don't know that they're much better. uh, They've given us Kevin Costner and Jeff Goldblum, I mean, Goldblum is absolutely not Alfred Borden. No, <laughs> no. I mean that, thats 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 a strike through, like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Costner, a young Kevin Costner, mm-hmm. maybe,
1: maybe. I yeah. mean,
0: he can definitely—he he can definitely not do the English accent because we all know what that was like from the of Thieves*. <laughs>
1: yeah. <sighs> I, th- I don't know any British actors we could cast.
0: I've asked for another couple of suggestions. I, I can tell you now that ChatGPT is determined that we should cast Christopher Walken because both times I've, I've said, give me two more casting suggestions, and it's gone, sure, how about Christopher Walken or Kevin Costner? And then Christopher Walken or Jeff Goldblum. So I've asked it again, and it's gone, all right, how about Christopher Walken or Mel Gibson?
1: Ooh, Mel Gibson.
0: Or Christopher Walken <laughs> Or Harrison, Ford. it is obsessed <laughs> with Christopher Walken.
1: It is. Oh, I like the idea of Mel Gibson though.
0: Yeah, because he actually does have that like obsessed.
1: Yeah, like and and eighties eighties Mel Gibson was really good, cool Mel Gibson as well.
0: Yeah, before he went slightly off the rails. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I like that idea. He's a little bit like Michael Keaton in a way that he can play, you know, a little bit crazy sometimes. And with the the dual personality thing with the character, I think he would pull that off quite well. And who wouldn't want to see Michael Keaton and Mel Gibson go up against each other in a film? Yeah. Um, what do you reckon?
0: I mean, short of asking ChatGPT again for another <laughs> pair of suggestions and it give me Christopher Walken again, I think... Maybe we go with Mel Gibson.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that's a really good idea. I, I can
0: see it. I, yes. I think he's. I, I think he would be a good choice.
1: Okay. Yeah. Cool. We'll go with him then. Brilliant. Ideal.
0: Okay. Okay. So next we've got Olivia Wenscombe, who was played by Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, I mean, it seems weird to think of it now, but this is like pre MCU. Yeah. So she was not big. I think she'd done maybe Girl with the Pearl Earring and the other Berlin Girl, maybe, by that point. I can't remember when those two came out.
1: I can't remember either. Yeah, she'd done The Island with Ewan McGregor.
0: Yeah, bit of Bayhem.
1: Yeah, Girl with the Pearl Earring, Lost in Translation, which was probably her biggest film at that yeah, point.
0: That was, yeah, that was 2003, wasn't
1: it? Yeah. She was in Home Alone 3.
0: <laughs> she was, she was like fifteen. I don't,
1: I, Did you not know that? No, I don't think I've ever seen Homelander through all the way through. But yeah, so yeah, yeah, definitely pre MCU.
0: Now the choices we've been given: Meryl Streep or Glenn Close.
1: Hmm. I think maybe they were a little bit too old in the eighties. Yeah, in the even in, still in the eighties. Because she's, she's like, quite a young woman, isn't she?
0: Yeah, she's probably 20. Yeah,
1: Yeah, she's probably,
0: like... Meryl Streep would probably have been, what, 30? Yeah. Glenn Close. Glenn Close wouldn't have been that old in mid-80s. No. Yes, she would. She'd have been, like, in 86, let's say. She'd have been 40.
1: She's me. older
0: than I thought. <laughs> She's older than Meryl Streep.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not overly keen on need for those suggestions, to be honest. Okay, I,
0: I will ask for some more. One of these, I think, is super old, even back then. I may double check. Um, but the other, so Michelle Pfeiffer,
1: possibly,
0: or Jessica Lang.
1: Oh no, no. Oh, I, so I thought you,
0: Jessica I, Lang was old back in the
1: '80s. I tell you who might be a good fit: Sarah Jessica Parker. Because she would have been about that age, like mid-80s.
0: Yeah, she would have been... In 86, she would have been 21.
1: Yeah, I think she would be a really good fit for the character. Yeah? Because I, mean, like, I I, just remember she was in Flight of the Navigator. Was she? Yeah, she was, yeah.
0: I mean, to be honest, I've only seen that film once. So.
1: And I thought, oh, she's per- she's like the perfect age for the character, you know, then. Because I think that came out like 87 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah?
0: Yeah. Genuinely, I've only actually ever seen Sarah Jessica Parker in one thing, and that was Hocus Pocus.
1: <laughs> so you never watched Sex and the City then? <laughs> good God, no. <laughs> no, I haven't either, to be honest. Yeah, I think she would be a really good choice. Yeah, I think she would as well. Cool. Okay, we'll we'll stick with her then and and none of the others.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry, AI, you've, you've failed.
1: Yeah, we've come up our uh, own suggestion this time. We've beaten AI. Yay.
0: I'll let the newspapers know. Next up, we have Cutter. Now, Cutter is played by Michael Caine in the original, Mm -hmm. and he's a stalwart of Christopher Nolan films up until Oppenheimer, where he doesn't appear. Although, to be fair, I mean, they say he's a stalwart of Nolan films. He's been in every single Nolan film. I mean, he was a voice in Dunkirk, so (laughs) when... When Tom Hardy's character is in the plane and you hear someone talking to him, that's Michael Caine. Yeah. Hardly feels like a role.
1: No, but you you know he's there. Yeah, you know he's there though. You, that voice is so like iconic. It's hard not to spot him.
0: It is, but it, actually, I think it is hard to spot him in Dunkirk because it. I don't think it sounds like him. No. But we're we're digressing. We're digressing. <laughs> so. Cutter is the assistant, I guess, to Hugh Jackman's Angia. And he's the one that creates the tricks. And he, he used to work with Alfred Borden when Borden and Angia were a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's al- He also acts as the narrator, explaining what the, each step of the magic trick is. Yeah. Now, the two choices that we've been given, I think, are interesting. Certainly for the time. We have (laughs) we have Danny DeVito (laughs) or Robin Williams.
1: Oh I think Robin Williams would be good.
0: Now it depends on whether we want an older person for that role because Yeah. In the eighties Robin would have been 30-ish, Danny DeVito probably about the same. Whereas Kane is still old as all hell in Yeah. The Prestige.
1: Maybe using Al Pacino from before as...
0: So I still think Al Pacino. What would Al Pacino have been? He would have been 40, mid-40s? Yeah, he would
1: have been mid-40s, something like that. Yeah, I think Danny DeVito, or Rob Williams might be a little bit too young for the character because he's also kind of like like a mentor, isn't he?
0: Yeah, and I think that that's the problem with those two actors. They're not old enough to be mentors. Yeah. I've asked for a couple more suggestions. I, I mean, I, I sometimes I, I get these suggestions and I think where, what, how, <laughs> where, why, hmm. John Cleese. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay.
0: This one's this one's marginally better. Don't worry, Gene Hackman.
1: Oh, Gene Hackman. John Cleese. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of Gene Hackman though.
0: I I do. I do. It is
1: he, he would be the he would be the right kind of age. Yeah. And you know he he's good at all sorts of roles. He, you know, he can do comedy. Well, he's a chameleon. Yeah, he he can do comedy, he can do serious films, he can do all sorts. And he's also, you know, one of those Huge star name actors like Michael Caine is, you know, you get him in that kind of role, and I was like, oh, Gene Hackman's in this. Go and watch that. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. Gene Hackman. Okay. Yeah, I I like the idea of that a lot.
0: Gene Hackman's commanding presence and gravitas offers an alternative interpretation of Cutter, making him a strong and authoritative figure in the magical world. Yeah. Sounds like something from Harry Potter. Does it? it
1: does a bit, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, I I kind of like that idea.
0: For John Cleese, by the way, it says John Cleese's comedic talent and wit bring a different humor to the character of Cutter, making him a delightful and entertaining addition to the story. But I don't think delightful.
1: No, no. <laughs>
0: what Cutter needs?
1: No, I mean the the film's not a delightful film, really. It's you know it's a fun film, it but it's not a delightful film. No. And I, yeah, I can't see John Cleese being being in it at all.
0: So next we have Sarah Borden, who is the wife of Alfred Borden, played by Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. In the original film, she was played by Rebecca Hall. She is a tortured character. She goes through a lot. Yeah. I, I think tortured character probably sums her up quite
1: yeah. nicely. yeah.
0: Now the two suggestions we've been given are Sigourney Weaver or I Kathleen was, Turner.
1: I was going to say Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> I I kind of had her pictured in my head.
0: So not Kathleen Turner again.
1: No, not Kathleen Turner. <laughs>
0: she just cannot catch a break on this podcast. No, I
1: know. Bless her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Turned down two roles in the Avengers.
1: <laughs> yeah, I kind of like the idea of Sigourney Weaver because, like, if we came, if we did like 1986, it would came up. It would come out the same time as Aliens and after Ghostbusters. Yeah. So she yep. would be she she, you know, she would be playing like two different types of characters. You know, she can kind of do the 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 love interest, girlfriend kind of person from Ghostbusters. And then you know she could also be a little bit feisty, like in Alien. So I think she would be quite, quite good. And she was she's probably about the right age in nineteen eighty six as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I I had somebody else in my head, but I can't remember who it was now. Because as soon as you said, as soon as she said Sigourney Weeper, I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I, I kind of like that.
0: <laughs> so next we've got Nikola Tesla. Yeah in the in the original film he's played brilliantly by David Bowie mm-hmm. in a role that as soon as they say oh we're going to go and see you know Nikola Tesla and David Bowie walks on screen you're like yes of course it's David Bowie why yeah. wouldn't it be David Bowie that is the obvious choice yeah so on that note ai has suggested David Bowie
1: <laughs> a younger version of David Bowie. Yeah,
0: uh David Bowie or Christopher Lloyd.
1: Oh, Christopher Lloyd.
0: I don't know whether Christopher Lloyd would be a bit on the nose because it would if we did this in 86 it would only be a year after Back to the Future. So playing crazy scientist.
1: I still like the idea of Christopher Walken as as Tesla.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, he would be good. he would be a good Tesla. Yeah. He's he's got that weird
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly, I can I can see him playing the role. I mean, like I don't know anything about Nikola Tesla, like the actual person, because I wasn't born in the eighteen hundreds. But yeah, I think he would probably be a, a much better fit than Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> I mean, Christopher Lloyd did play a mad scientist, but I think he was a little but that's bit the too, point. too mad. That's yeah, the,
0: but yeah, that's the point. Tesla wasn't a mad scientist. No, he was he, an eccentric he, scientist who. Yeah.
1: Is there any difference?
0: <laughs> yeah, money.
1: Money, yeah.
0: If you've got money, you're eccentric. If you don't have money, you're mad.
1: All oh, right. Okay. Cool.
0: <laughs> I believe that's how it works.
1: But yeah, no. I kind of like the the fact that Christopher Walken has got the the look about ba- about him for Tesla.
0: Hmm. Okay. We'll go with him. Okay. Cool. I think last but not least, we should probably cast Ali who is Nikola Tesla's assistant, mm-hmm. played by Andy Circus in a non-motion capture role, yeah. which feels a rarity. So for the choices for Ali to replace Andy Circus, we have David Thewlis, who I think might be a bit young.
1: Yeah, I was going to say he's probably a bit too young.
0: <laughs> the next one. I'm I'm looking forward to your reaction to this. So this is Nikola Tesla's assistant, Mm -hmm. Tim Curry. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Because I would cast Tim Curry in everything. (laughs) Well, there there is that. I I would find a role for Tim Curry in any film that I would... uh, If I was a film producer, he...
0: But also, I actually think he would be quite good for
1: that role. I think he would be brilliant, yeah. Yeah, because, like... The the character is a little bit eccentric as well, mm-hmm. and I think Tim Curry and Christopher Walker as a double bet would be genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Okay,
0: we'll go with we'll go with Tim Curry. Now I think that is the main list of characters. Looking at IMDb, I mean it lists Angie's wife quite high up in the credits but Mm -hmm. without being too spoilerific it's a cameo yeah tesla is probably in it more than her yeah so i think those are the main characters who we really need to deal with yeah let's let's do our recap then yeah okay oh well one other thing that ai has given us uh, it suggested ridley scott as the director
1: i can see that yeah yeah i kind of like that idea I'd I'd quite happy stick with uh, Ridley Scott.
0: Okay, so for Robert Angier, we have gone with Michael Keaton. Yeah. For Alfred Borden, we have gone with Mel Gibson. Yeah. Olivia Wenscombe, we've gone with Sarah Jessica Parker. Cutter, we have gone for Gene Hackman. Yes. Tesla is Christopher Walken.
1: Yeah, Inspired Casting, I think.
0: Sarah Borden will be Scorny Weaver, and finally Ali will be Tim Curry.
1: Yes, yeah, I kind of like that. It's
0: definitely an eighties film.
1: It's definitely an eighties film. Yeah.
0: <laughs> at some point, we should probably do this chat again in a different episode and actually do it the other way as well. So we should do like as if it was being remade now. Yeah,
1: we can. Yeah, we can do that at some point. Yeah. We're yeah. not going to
0: do it in this episode, but no,
1: no, but we'll, we'll do it
0: for another one. Yeah. And just confuse everyone by having <laughs> the prestige again.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but we'll do it with like modern actors. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. I like that idea.
0: Cool. cool. If you agree with any of those choices or you disagree, let us know in some of the comments on our socials. We are on Instagram at AI Pod and we are on Twitter, AI Casting Call. Let us know what you think and we will see you next time. Obsession is a young man's game.